Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hello and welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. I am Jordan Sparks and I am here with my husband today, Jared. Hey, glad to be back. We are in Oak's room and he's actually sleeping in his crib, so Oak is here with us as well today. You might hear some baby noises. Yeah, there might be, but he might sleep through it, so we'll see. We are recording sitting on the floor in his room, so the acoustics might be a little bit different in here. But... Well, it's a hardwood floor, yeah. so that might bounce from the floor to the ceiling to the yeah. wall, who knows. Mm-hmm. What are you eating right there, Jordan? I've been on a bit of a cookie quest. Well, tell us about it, because it's <laughs> just beneficial it. to our home, and I love it. Okay. So there is a place in St. Charles, Missouri called Grandma's Cookies. If you live anywhere within a hundred mile radius of Grandma's Cookies, you should go there because it's worth it. Um, or if you go to the homeschool convention in March, yeah. hang out with us and shout go out, to Grandma's Cookies. Yeah, shout out to the great homeschool convention, March, I don't know what, around the 17th or something mm-hmm. like that. And for the guys listening in, John Level from Warrior Poet Society is going to be there, so... You definitely want to be there. And we're going to be there moseying around. So come and find us if you are going to the Great Homeschool Convention. And while you are there, go to the Historic Street in St. Charles, Missouri, and go to Grandma's Cookies because it's delicious. Jared loves Grandma's Cookies, and I was determined to figure out how to make their chocolate chip cookie. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen this quest that I've been on. But it's basically like a cookie that's normal with a cookie ball on top of that cookie so it looks like a little hat almost and they're delicious it's and a I would, cookie on a cookie it's a cookie on a cookie and but inside a flatter the cookie, cookie is cookie in, but what's inside that cookie <laughs> cookie <laughs> um but it's like a flatter cookie and then a ball of cookie and it's really good but i've been trying to figure out how to do that and i couldn't figure out and i'm i'm not a very experienced baker um but i asked all of you and you delivered for me you helped me figure out how to do this but the secret was you chill the ball of cookie that you're going to put on top I put it in the freezer for maybe 20 minutes to get it cold. And then the bottom part of the cookie, you just put on your cookie sheet and then put the chilled ball on top and kind of smash it in there and then do a same cooking time for both. Because the first time I did the bottom cookie for a few minutes and then put the top cookie on so they had different cooking times and it did they were still good. You liked they them. They were very good. Um, but it didn't work out how I was wanting it to be like the grandma's cookies but this this worked i found it i found the secret you have to chill the top i've also been putting milk chocolate chocolate chips instead of semi-sweet chocolate chips and i like that better do you Mm -hmm. like that better or do do you feel neutral well i didn't even know in the last batch that you did that. they're delightful um and then depending on the heat of your stove i cook them for nine minutes at 375 i'm very much a classic yeah yeah classic cookie guy i don't like any yeah. Kind of weird which, cookies. I just like chocolate chip. It's kinda of hard for me because I am an experimental cookie type of yeah, girl. Like I wanna make I'm all kinds I wanna make like a <laughs> pistachio almond cookie and you'd yeah, be like, Ugh. like Ugh, I'll just never mind. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I love um, you. But yeah, I I wish that my family was experimental, but they aren't when it comes to desserts, so I mainly make some chocolate chip cookies if I'm gonna make a cookie. Mm-hmm. We all love it. Yeah, but these are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want that chocolate chip cookie recipe, um, my normal chocolate chip cookie recipe is in the Fruitful and Fearless cookbook on the website if you're interested in that by any chance. Um, you know how you you just get your family cookie recipe. And go with it. And go with it. It's like, well, I found what we're content with, so I just go with that. So this is our family's. I've found what we like and stick with that. 
Yeah. Well, I hope that we stick with this because these are the best. Yeah. Well, it's the same recipe. It's just kind of the technique is different of okay. the mound on top and stuff. So if you want to do some experimenting, it's funny. I was thinking about this this week. You really have to have some downtime in life to think, huh, I wonder how they make those grandma's cookies and throw mm-hmm. some throw some effort into it. Yeah. Like our kids were sick all this week. And troubleshooting. There's yeah, yeah, you have to have some extra time. But our kids were sick um, all this week, so we weren't able to go to our normal outings that we normally go to in the week. So it gave my brain the free time and space to put into... <laughs> Our kids quest. just slept. They just yeah. They, it was a kind of sick that they just wanted to sleep a lot. So I was around. I mean, I did. I did do a lot of caretaking, but I did have some time also to do some extra things like that. And it made me think. You know what? This is the cool thing about having downtime and kids having yeah. downtime and adults having downtime is when you get um, freed up enough or bored or anything like that. That's when you're like, huh. I think I could try to figure that out out or do this creative endeavor or whatever. But when you're busy and just running all the time, you really, you're not going to try to. So there's good things that come even from being sick. Yeah, turn a profit. I wish we would have kept account on how many times we changed sheets over the last two weeks. Man. Because really it was like a week. It's crazy because our last podcast, it's sad because our last podcast, we also talked about. Yeah. Um, being sick. People being sick. But we've we've had a lot of sickness in our house this winter. But everybody's well now. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we were going to do an episode today on um, just hopefully an encouragement to all of you on... We're titling... Sanity. Yeah, on sanity. <laughs> we're titling this episode, How to Live in Clown World But Not Be of Clown World. So we're living in an upside down time. If you take it a glance at the world, children are being lied to, misled, abused, killed in the womb. Men and women are denying their nature to their detriment and to the disgrace of God. Government is corrupt. Medicines are killing people. Food is poison. As a Christian, it's it's discouraging at times. Red it? dyes are everywhere. Red dyes are in everything. <laughs> Preservatives are in everything. Why? Um, but it you feels can't even like get Berkey water filters. You can't even get Berkey water filters. <laughs> but it feels like okay. I want to opt out. I want to not be a part of this anymore, and I want to go with my friends and buy hundreds of acres and just not be a part of this anymore. And um, although that can be a good option. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying don't do that. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's a bad idea. I say I think that's a good idea. But as Christians, we can't completely opt out because God says that we are to be in the world, but not to be of the world. So we must live in such a way where we as Christians and our families are changing the world and not letting the world change us. So we're going to talk today about how to do this. Yeah, because it is clear in the Bible that the world itself lies in the power of the devil, 1 John 5, 19. The devil is the ruler of this world, John 14. But it does not mean that Satan is sovereign over this world. It's the way of the world. Think about, we talk about clown world. Why is it so clownish? Why is it so crazy? It's because behind the scenes of everything that is antithetical to the truth, antithetical to the kingdom of God, is this raging, demonic, evil kingdom that turns and tries to turn everything upside down. So the world itself is just crazy because the ways of the world, it, it, the prince of the power of the air is pulling the strings. And so to, to, you know, in that world, you have people that come to conclusions like two, two plus two sometimes equals five. Right. And it can be maddening. Yeah. So with or all that, that, the best thing for women is that they leave their families and husbands, go work for another man mm-hmm. and live an exhausting life. 
Yeah. Like this, this insanity that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Or like, you know, it's freedom going and being really promiscuous, getting pregnant, killing your baby. That sounds like a great time. Right. That's a lie from Satan. And we see this right in our town. It's evil in the world has come to, it seems like a greater degree in Carbondale because now I'm going out once a week. I'm being trained to be a sidewalk, sidewalk counselor for coalition life. And you see these young people going in and not just young people, but they're going in to get treatment at these killing centers and quote unquote treatment. <laughs> yeah. Treatment, treatment to kill, kill their babies. And we're pleading with them outside. Please, you don't have to do that. We have free resources. Please don't do this. You, you'll remember this day the rest of your life. And in clown world, that's normal. That is what you're supposed to do. That's supposed to be independence. That's, that's supposed to be freedom. That's supposed to be healthcare. And yet the Bible calls us to be on mission, to be agents of change in the world where we are actually, the church is pushing back darkness and hell itself is on defense and will not overcome the church. And so we don't really have this option. Even if we go out and buy that hundred acres and live with friends or thousand acres and live with friends or whatever, we still have to keep in mind multi-generationally, we are aiming forward and looking toward the pushing back of darkness in the world. We want to be the agents of change, and God calls us to be that, not the world changing us. Mm-hmm. And sadly, that's what we see happening is in a lot mm-hmm. of times we see the world, the state, affecting the church more than the church affecting the world and the state. Aiming our lives and the lives of our generations towards this ultimate goal, goal of every knee bowing to Christ. Yeah, that's what we want. More and more. Okay, so a few ways that we talked about that we think that you can do this is, number one, joyful obedience to God. So uh, first, you have to know what God calls you to obey. Mm-hmm. And but can I interject a thought real quick? Yeah. Because the counter of this, remember, is okay. How do you, how do you not get sucked into clown world? How do you not get sucked into the way of the world? Well, if information is on that side through media, through television, through all all those sources, then we have our source of truth and we have the truth in the scriptures. So for us to not be affected or changed or to not lose our mind. We have to be filling our mind with the truth. Yeah. And, and that's what we're talking about here, even in this first step. Yeah. So you have to know God's word, read your Bible, and then live according to what the Bible says to do. Live biblically. I love our church because there's such an emphasis on reading God's word. And we do a um, Bible reading plan where the men and women are encouraged to read God's word together and... And I love that because we're getting saturated every single day with what God says. And and then when we're reading God's word, not to excuse it as, you know, this isn't for me today or this is too hard to understand. But like, no, even if it's difficult, it is truth and we must live by it. I've said at the church before and online and different places, the more familiar you are with the world, the more you're going to question, question God's word. The more familiar you are with the word the more you're going to question the world. And that's what we want to have is a familiarity with God's word, the culture of the word. This is how God's people live. This is how I am called to live as a man. And for the ladies, obviously, this is how God has called me to live as a lady, as you're listening in. And that has a way of bringing sanity out of the chaos because you have clarity. You have these talking heads. You have all these pundits out there in the world screaming bad information, bad news, things you can't trust. You don't understand what's going on in the world. And we open to the Bible and we have clarity. We have a firm foundation. We have stability for the day or stability for the morning because we're getting our marching orders from the king. Yeah. One thing you said in there um, also I wanted to reiterate is 
living joyfully obedient to God's word as a man or as a woman. So we find a lot of freedom in knowing what God says to women and then living in that way. And then men finding out what God says to men and living in that way. You don't have to do everything. We do what God calls us to do. And And you can't, sorry. No, that's fine. You cannot be sanctified as simply as a Christian. You are being sanctified as a Christian man or a Christian woman. There is no asexual androgynous sanctification. It is impossible. There is no gender neutral Christ likeness. You are made as a man or woman. So when we talk about this a lot, even on the Shepherd's Crook or on Fruitful and Fearless, biblical manhood and womanhood is not going away because sanctification isn't going away. And we are passing from one degree of glory to the next and as a man or a woman. So we, we have to pursue Christ as he created us, mm-hmm. and there's no other option. So manhood is not going anywhere, and womanhood is not going anywhere. And ladies, you got to press into that. What? How has God called me to live as a woman? Mm-hmm. Another way to joyfully obey God is being connected to a local church and um, enjoying the means of grace that are provided there through worship, communion, having the word preached, being baptized or observing baptism. These are all ways that God helps us to obey his word. Mm-hmm. and tools that he uses to sanctify us as well. But that's also a source of sanity. I know we're going to get into tribalism here in a minute, and we try to just talk about getting a group of people, not even beyond our church, but there is a tremendous source of sanity when you have a like-minded body, when you have elders that you can trust and elders that you want to learn from. If you aren't at a church that's like-minded, that you want to learn from, that you have elders that you want to learn from, that you respect, then you're going to go crazy. You're going to be there being always suspicious of what's being taught, always frustrated at what's not being taught, and you're going to long for media that's going to scratch an itch that you're not getting scratched, and you're going to end up being one of those people that's always getting podcasts, always listening to podcasts outside of your church where it's not just for supplemental teaching, but you're going to that podcast or that YouTube channel for primary because what you're getting at church isn't good or it's it's just embarrassing or you don't like it or you're just tolerating it. And I was talking to Dan Haas this last week and he was talking about a good barometer of when to leave a church is if, if that's the case, is if you are for your primary teaching having to go outside of your local church to find something just to, it's like just to get a spiritual drink of water, then it's time to go. It really is okay to leave your church the right way and go to a church where there's a like-mindedness or you're just going to be a part of a body that's going to make you feel like you're going more and more crazy. Yeah. It's not good for you, and it's also not good for them. Like, it's not good for your elder team as well if you're not like-minded with them because you're sitting in the congregation every Sunday being cynical as the preacher is preaching. It's mm-hmm. like you can't you can't just joyfully be thankful for what your pastor is saying. You're cynical, and you're frowning, yeah. and you're thinking, nope, that's not that's not right. Yeah. And that's, like, not, that's not the gospel, or why aren't you preaching the gospel? Yeah. Or, Stop apologizing for this. Or this why is are you not says. talking about this issue? Why don't you, you know, it's not good <laughs> to mm. do that. So it's beneficial to you and for your elders to be at a like-minded community of believers. Absolutely. Um, number two, how to be in clown world and not of clown world is to homeschool. We love homeschool, <laughs> but this is a huge way that you can avoid a lot of clown world is to homeschool mm. your children. Christian school is also an option. Um, You've heard us say it before. That's not our favorite thing. It is an option, and that can be a good tool as you delegate education to other Christians Mm -hmm. that you think that will educate your children in a way that you would want them to be educated. But we like homeschooling because the student becomes like the teacher. 
this is something that we think that God has a job that we think that God has given us to do is to educate our children and try to be Christ-like as we're teaching them and bring them up in a way that they would then live in a Christ-like manner. And it's also just amazing because uh, we hear about a lot of the crazy things that are going on out in the world and um, at school board meetings and Mm -hmm. and in teachers' lounges and different things. And it just, it doesn't affect us. No. Our our children are not exposed to any of that. And it's it's an amazing thing how innocent children can stay for a very long time that we Mm -hmm. didn't have that experience growing up, staying innocent for that long of a time. But it's it's beautiful to see children go grow up as children in yeah. a Christian household where they can be safe and protected and sheltered, yes, sheltered mm-hmm. from the way of the world. And it's it's just a really cool thing. And, and we get to shape their minds, their hearts, their tastes, their preferences. Mm-hmm. We can expose them to things that are good and true and beautiful and say, look, isn't this good and true and beautiful? And then whenever we do see things out in the world that are not, we can say, isn't that gross? Exactly. And we can shape their tastes in a way of that is ungodly and that is gross. That Mm -hmm. is a gross distortion of what God calls women to be like or a gross distortion of what God calls men to be like. And and that's not good. And you can take a time, even right in that moment, to pray you know, to say, this is not right. This is gross. We're going to pray for that person right now. Mm-hmm. And you have that, you know, that have, that, have that conversation. Yeah, not that and, human being is gross, yeah, just yeah, to no, clarify. No, like, yeah. like humans are made in the image of God, yeah. but that sin is gross. Yeah, absolutely. And when we take control of education, as God has called us to do, then you're exactly right. We, we see that video on YouTube about the parent that's blowing up at school board for allowing this book in the library or that book in the library, and you're thinking, we homeschool. We know every single book that's on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And if our kids I go and have complete... I put each book on yeah. our shelves in our library. I know what's in them. It's not. It doesn't affect me. No. And it, it literally is like, yeah, that's nuts that that's out there. But when it comes to the culture that's being built in your home and what you're hoping happens through the culture that's being built in your home and then one day passed on to your grandchildren is something that's awesome and it's beautiful and you don't have to be afraid or freaked out about it. And in the same way with Christian school, if you have a good Christian school, you also know what's going to be in that library and it's not going to be the exact same things that are at the public school or the government school library. And just one, one note on the Christian school thing, just like a small nuance, I guess, but okay. So we sparks adults in this home came to theological conclusions about many things. This is what we think the Bible says about fill in the blank. And we think that because we are convinced that that's what God says. Mm-hmm. And we get to impart that to our kids. At a Christian school, they may have difference, differences of opinion on secondary issues theologically mm-hmm. that they will be taught there that we get to shape instead. And that's just something that is important to us, uh, like theological differences that might yeah. take place um, at a Christian school versus being homeschooled. But it's also, it is a unique thing, the way that God has positioned our family. And I think most of you out there, if you think through the student will be like the teacher. As you're listening to this, you want your children to be like you and your husband. You want your children, for the guys listening, you want your daughters to be like your wife. If you are godly people, and we're thinking that you're godly people here. And it's not that Christian school education is even going to do a bad job. We realize that not everybody can homeschool. We realize that there's a bunch of different reasons why people have to make the decisions they make with their children in the schools. And and God can do miraculous things at Christian school, not saying that that that's a bad option. Mm -hmm. But there are unique things that can happen at homeschool that that are precious. 
you know, we, we get one time to mm-hmm. raise our children, one time to educate our children. Right. And it's the short. Mo- it's short. Yeah. And even if you if, if even if you send your kids to Christian school, just take opportunities to still be the primary educator in the best yeah. way you possibly can. Yeah. So shape their minds, ask the questions. And, you know, again, talking through theological differences is going to be a whole lot better than talking through yes. why there's tampons in the boys' room. Yeah, or why there is a person using kitty litter box or something yeah. along those yeah. lines. I don't even know these full it, stories, guys. That's how yeah. shielded I am from Cloud World. <laughs> yeah, but the, the whole uh, sheltering your children, we should shelter our children. Not in the sense that we don't let them jump out of trees or shoot BB guns yeah. or those sorts of things. You know, try to figure out how to bake something or you, you make a huge mess. Not sheltering those kinds of, kinds of things, but when it comes to their mind, when it's in the early ages of being developed, we want to shelter their heart. We want to shelter their mind, and we want them to be raised up in the, what are we raising them up in? The discipline and the instruction of the Lord. That means we're going to guard and defend and protect against things that are warring against the ways of God. That's yeah. what we want to do. And then one encouragement also, whenever we're saying the student will become like the teacher. You may be thinking, ugh, but I don't want my kid to be like me in this area. Like maybe you're struggling with a certain sin propensity that you're like, I don't want my kid to do that. I have felt this way before about certain things like, ugh, I don't want them to pick up my bad habits. And maybe it's better if they're not around me because they're picking up these bad habits that I have. It's like just trusting the Lord that ultimately he is sovereign over them, over their spiritual growth and praying, praying, Mm -hmm. praying for them and knowing that even through this, like your sanctification is okay. The whole, you will be saved through childbearing. Mm -hmm. So many things are you sanctified through the bearing of these children? Like not only just pregnancy and the actual labor, of course, that's rooting out a lot of selfishness as your body is being used to bring forth life. Again, you are physically being used by the Lord to bring forth sanctification, not only in your children's life, um, but these kids are being used to sanctify you. Mm-hmm. And that area where you're like, ugh, but I don't, I don't want them to be like that. Okay, pray. God, mm-hmm. I see this sin in my own heart, in my life. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want my kids to be seeing me losing my temper mm-hmm. or being lazy in this area, whatever it is. God, please help me. And talk to your kids about this. Whenever you do lose your temper, say, hey, that's sin. That's wrong. Please forgive me. And let's pray together. God, please forgive me. I just mm-hmm. lost my temper. I don't want to do that. I know that you tell me not to do it. Yeah. And bear and bearing the brunt of that. <laughs> oh, just pooted. <laughs> Did you hear that? Very loud. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, but bearing that so that your children get to see what repentance is like, mm-hmm. what spiritual growth is like hopefully seeing God grow mom in that area. And then hopefully they'll notice like, hey, mom's not losing her temper temper as much as she was six months ago. You know, and talking to your husband, hey, this telling on yourself, (laughs) Mm -hmm. hey, I've been losing my temper and I don't want to. Please keep me accountable. Pray for me. Pray for our family that God would help. So anyways, just as an encouragement. Number three, how to live in clown world but not of clown world is cultivate your tribe. Find like-minded people and then be around them. Yeah. So you found your church that you love, the people you love at your church. Beyond that, you're going to be at homeschool co-ops, or you're going to be at a park, you're going to be hanging out with people. You're going to have friends beyond your church, most likely. Most people do. But what you want to do is find like-minded churches, like-minded friends from those churches that you can hang out with to where you're partnering with people in all areas of life that are Christians that are like-minded. And one of the things that we've been reading in the mornings and the evenings is is Spurgeon's devotional morning and evening. 
And he was talking about, uh, a couple days ago, not being unequally yoked. And it wasn't just in marriage, but he was talking about life and business. And it is so important to make sure you are around like-minded people. And when we talk about beyond your church, from Instagram friends to friends on the internet, that you're bringing in good information and not having to tolerate bad information from being unequally yoked, even in friendships. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That is one of the big blessings of technology is even if you are somewhere where you're like, I don't have a tribe here. Literally, my husband and I are the only people that are sane right now in, in our city, it seems like. Um, one, praying that God would send friends. We prayed that God would send ministry partners to us probably, how many years ago? Nine ten, or ten years ago. Ten now. years ago, yeah. probably. We prayed, God, would you please send lifelong ministry partners to us? Because we felt lonely. We felt like, man, there's not a lot of like-minded people around us. And God sent Annie and Kathy. <laughs> and there is such a bond and loyalty um, that we have. And it's such just a sweet, unique, special bond. And we're so thankful for them. And we know that they were sent by God to us as friends and um they're a huge blessing and if we talk more about them we might cry yeah providence just joined us so you're gonna hear a little bit of coughing coughing. in the background (laughs) but um pray that god would send people and then also (laughs) if there's people online that you're like we you know we've liked each other's stuff we we kind of seem we kind of seem to have similar values or beliefs reach out that's and how Lexi and I, well, Lexi and I, Lexi Sauvet, if you listen to early Fruitful and Fearless, um, but we met one time in real life, and then uh, she reached out and was like, do you have Voxer? So the internet is amazing because you can get things like Voxer, and you can mm-hmm. walkie-talkie each other all day, yeah. every day, and have a friend that has um, similar values and who's like-minded to you, and just, that can be such a drink of cold water mm-hmm. for a thirsty soul when you feel lonely and alone. And what you want is a truth echo chamber. What you don't want is just a hot take opinion echo chamber where people are just all conservative. That's not what we're talking about here. But what we do want is a truth echo chamber where everybody around you is speaking and encouraging you in the truth and you are encouraging them in the truth. And if you're wanting that and you see this on the internet somewhere and have some friends in some location, be willing to pray about moving as well. Having a... I think now more than any time in recent days that I can remember, having a like-minded group of people is so critical to having an effect in your home and beyond your home, yeah. Lord willing. And, and to the well-being of your family, you know? Yes, absolutely. For your, the, you, your children's future. You need people around you. And, and, you know, even just affecting the world around us long-term, if you're as healthy as you can possibly be as a family and you're around other families that are healthy, other churches that are healthy, mm-hmm. or your local church is healthy, then the effect that that's going to have over the decades is going to be massive. Yeah, you want to be around families that spur you on to love and good works. Not that you're like, I can't believe that they're letting their child do this or that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what you want to surround yourself with. You Mm -hmm. want to surround yourself with families that are calling you up into more, Mm -hmm. into a greater um, job as a parent, into a greater following of Christ. That's what you want. So don't... You only have little kids once. Like, don't settle for day in and day out discouragement. Yeah. Well, it is true that some of you need to stay where you're at and help your local church or help be the one that ends up building something up within your church. Honestly, if you're just frustrated all the time, most likely you just need to find you need to find a healthy group of people and a healthy church to be friends with where you don't feel like you're alone uh, on, on an island. 
Um, another thing that might be encouraging is if if you follow on Instagram um, a lot of things that are just causing you to rage, just unfollow them. Yeah. Like that's a great way to live in clown world and not be of it is just don't follow. Don't follow stuff, dark stuff from people. You know, if, if there's people who are flaunting their sin, just a counter biblical worldview don't follow them. You don't have to, you know, follow things that are going to encourage you to be the most godly biblical woman you can be. Follow stuff that's going to spur you on to serve your family better, um, to deny your sin more, to live in a way that you are a more joyful, obedient Christian. There's not time. (laughs) There's not time to waste on things that are just kind of discourage and enrage you. Okay, totally so good. those were our those were our three encouragements. Um, I hope that they were hope that they were that. I hope that they were encouraging to you. So, thank you all for listening today. I hope that this was encouraging to you. Hey everyone, we want to thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast and continuing to come back. You guys have certainly been an encouragement to us, and we hope we've been an encouragement to you as well. We want to continue this work, and we need your help to do that. If you'd head over to the Fruitful and Fearless website, it's just fruitfulandfearless.com. You can find memberships there that are different tiers that contain different benefits to you as well. If you want to just support us for the heck of it because you're enjoying the show, that's always a blessing as well. But we try to make it even more worth it for you with recipes, groups for homeschooling and cooking, baking, natural health. We try to put as many resources on there as we can. But thank you for your support. It greatly helps our family.